Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up <laughs> and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. So this is take two <laughs> of our attempt to talk about the one year anniversary of us podcasting. Now with less tears. Well, I mean, we don't know that yet. Who knows? We don't know. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, this is episode number 52, which means that we have been podcasting for a calendar year. Well, actually, what are we on now? Like a year and three weeks? It's a year and 11 days. By the time this comes out, it'll it'll be even more than that. But this is our 52nd episode. Yeah, which is pretty good. And you know what that means? What does it mean? It means it's the 55th episode that we've recorded. Why? Because we have cut three episodes so far. Which ones have we cut? We cut the one where we talked about Donald Trump. Yeah, that was a terrible episode. The one where we discussed Australian politics. Oh, that was boring. And the one where we had a big old fight about you being late. Oh, that one, I'm sure that one's going to get released sometime in the future, isn't it? Yeah, I think they all will at some point. Like, not maybe on the main podcast, but they'll be available somewhere. Maybe on Patreon. Maybe on Patreon. So, I wanted to talk about the year of podcasting. Let's jump in a little time machine and go back one year. Cute. Where were you? I was, like, where was I a year ago? I was probably at my folks' place (laughs) in the country. Like, is that what you mean? Or, like, do you mean where was I physically? (laughs) Where were you in life, broadly? I mean, I think mine is more easy to measure because I've had probably, like, the most life changes in a year that I've ever had and possibly ever will have. But Yeah, see, uh, mine's kind of boring. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to make you feel boring. I'm just saying, like, stop making me boring well, with I, I'm your not damn making you boring. purple suit that you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, I went clothes shopping yesterday, and I've been wearing t-shirts for a year. And uh, I'm so sick of wearing t-shirts. I like wearing dress shirts, but I didn't have any dress shirts that I liked. So now I have seven dress shirts that I like. You really look like you're going to a wedding. <laughs> That's my new look. That's what I'm going to look like all the going time. Going to now. a wedding, twenty-four-seven. Yeah. Pajama wedding, shower wedding, <laughs> bed wedding. That sounds really close to bed wetting. <laughs> so, in terms of in my life generally, I had done a few things that were kind of successful, like the the Medicare campaign that I did. No feeling is final. If you want more info, I'll link to it in the show notes, and like the what the actual fuck video. Such a such a well edited video. If you haven't seen that, I will also link to that in the show notes. And what's changed in the last year? I've changed my job twice. You've changed your house once. I've changed my house once. How many breakups have you gone through this year? I think only one break. Like you could maybe at a stretch say two. I'm gonna say two. Who's the other person? Oh, <laughs> you said I could at a stretch. That's that's the direction I want to go. I'm gonna say two. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna stretch it even further and say four. Look, that is a stretch. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest thing that's happened has really been the Patreon, to be honest. Do you, okay, here, here's a weird question for you. 
has this podcast been a bigger change in your life than the Patreon? Which one of those has changed your life more or affected your, your year more? Oh. Oh. Here's a follow-up question. I haven't even answered the first Who question. is hotter, Alec Baldwin or Tina Fey? Tina Fey. Duh. Okay. Okay, we've got that on record now. <laughs> Don't tell Alec. <laughs> so what's interesting is how the podcast has changed my life has been incremental and over time. So it doesn't feel like my life has changed. It feels like the podcast is my life, if that makes sense. <laughs> Genuinely. Like it consumes every aspect of your life? Or? No, like how I conceptualize my life, like the podcast sometimes... And yeah, you're right what you said before. Sometimes I can be a little bit hard on myself. And I'm like, why do people think that I'm prolific? That's really weird. And to me, I'm like, I don't feel prolific. Mostly because to me, this podcast doesn't count. <laughs> this, Does this, this is just weekly chats with Peter. Well, I have like a complete blind spot for all of the work that's involved in running the podcast. Because I'm like, well, that's just a thing that I do. That's the thing that happens that's like eating breakfast. So this is a really weird and specific and to me very familiar form of imposter syndrome. Oh, really? Because maybe like 2014, 2013, I was like, I have accomplished nothing this year. All I like... 2014, you successfully broke up with me. Just saying. Okay, 2013, I was like, <laughs> I have done nothing this year. Because to me, writing 100,000 words of erotica and making a full-time living of it running a monthly panel show, sometimes two monthly panel shows, they don't count. That's just the stuff that I do. Like, <laughs> That's just the stuff that I do. What are you talking about? That's like, like, and I think I'm the same way with this podcast. I'm like, what have I done lately? Oh, I did get that game out and, and I got that sitcom written. I've had a good like month. Ignore it like, because the four episodes that we've done in a month, they just don't count because that just, that's just part of the, the routine. And I think it is a very specific form of imposter syndrome. I feel like it's just like creative gst you know like <laughs> <laughs> it's overflow no it's just like it doesn't count because it's just already there like it's, it's the already, kind yeah. of, it's the thing that you have to do alongside going shopping and doing your laundry like cooking food for yourself yeah doing your laundry this this podcast is like doing your laundry for me yeah and i, I i'm this i'm i'm sort of the same way but at the same time i do now and again give myself props for running uh the podcast i did with my brother let's write a film we renamed it it's now let's write a film is going to start running weekly in 2017 how how oh i said wow oh thank you and we're rebranding we're restarting it's gonna be really good the other one was good but now it's gonna be really good and i'm the same way i'm like okay here's my plans for 2017 and i don't even factor in running two weekly podcasts like that's just the thing that happens <laughs> And for a lot of people, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to brag or, or to like put other people down, but I'm saying for a lot of people, that is a huge deal. That is the thing that they do. No, I mean, if I realistically look at my life, it is that. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. I look at how much time I spend... Even just scheduling. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I spend as much time scheduling with you as I do actually recording episodes with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so if I look at my life like that, yeah, I spend a fuck ton of time on this podcast, but it doesn't count to me, which is this weird thing. So that's why, I, to me, the Patreon has been, has probably changed my life more in some ways. 
I think this has changed your life more. It's just changed it in such a way that you don't even consider it to be a change. Yes, probably that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, like if, if you had a that's kid. That's why the Patreon was such a like. So the podcast changed stuff over time, but the Patreon changed stuff like in one moment, like in 24 hours. <laughs> I was like, wow. And so that has felt more like a change because it was just so, um, yeah, so quick. And it's really, 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 really made me rethink who I am and what I do and how I work in a way that's what, both what you really deeply helpful and also really difficult. Yeah, so I think that's why, I've, for me personally, I feel way more positive about 2017 because I feel like the process of working with that has been a process of like just having to have co- like really trust in myself and have confidence in myself. Yeah. And then, so... <laughs> I mean, last time we talked about the Patreon and podcast, I started crying a lot. And I was like, I feel like I'm crumbling. And I think that that was a really cathartic process for me. <laughs> and now I feel like I can like... Deal with it. Sort of just keep chugging along and not notice things like when people... I mean, like when people leave the Patreon, it tells me. So <laughs> just try to not worry about that so much. Because it's like... It's like when people unfollow you on Instagram, but just so much worse. Yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting. But you've got to realize that it's almost certainly nothing to do with you. And I'm not saying certainly, but like the first thing I do when I start a Kickstarter is I set up a filter on Gmail to not send me cancellation emails and not send me emails when people reduce their pledges. That's a great idea. Because... I have cancelled my pledge to Kickstarters before, and I'm never like, "This project's a piece of shit," and I, I, re- I re- <laughs> and I regret ever giving up money in the first place. I hope the guy who makes this dies. I'm just like, oh god, look, I don't need this in my life, and like maybe a bill has just come in, and there was, as my first Kickstarter scuttle, there was a guy who was commenting every day, like he was really actively involved in the project, and he was throwing out cool ideas and suggestions when I was asking for suggestions. And then one day I clicked through and I saw that he'd, he'd cancelled his pledge. And so I sent him an email being like, hey, I don't want, like, I don't normally do this and I don't want to pry or anything like that. But can I ask why uh, you cancelled your pledge? And he's like, yeah, my son actually just got really sick and we cannot afford this anymore. Um, I sent him a copy of the game anyway. But my point is that, like, when someone cancels the pledge, they're not being like, this Honor Eastley chick, oh, she's, she's the scum of the earth. It's almost certainly something else has come up. It's the same if you don't get a call back after a date. Like, I have been on dates with people who I've been like, they are great, and I really enjoy spending time with them, but I just realized that I'm about to leave the country for two months, and I don't want to get involved in something right now. Or, like, I've had friends tell me about the fact that they went on an awesome date and then got back together with an ex. And so you can sit there and be like, oh, it's my stupid haircut. Or, you know, oh, I, I didn't look as attractive in my photos. Sometime it might be that. But assuming that is a dumb idea because it's almost certainly something unrelated. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know that. I know that. But does Honor Eastley? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love how I'm becoming two people. I really, <laughs> I'm really getting off on that. <laughs> yeah, I think I've gotten a bit better at that, particularly now that I, like, I'm sort of ruthless in terms of Instagram and I can just unfollow people for reasons that are absolutely not mean at all they're like right, actually yeah. 
I like you a lot. And every time I look at your stuff, it makes me feel incredibly jealous. So <laughs> I don't need to see that in my life so much. And sometimes it's just like, oh, I actually, I don't follow enough people. For, I get too many of your posts or, you know, stuff that's kind of inane or sort of neutral, not a personal judgment. The other thing is that sometimes people will unfollow you for completely personal shit. I put up a post yesterday and... I do not usually look at how many people follow or unfollow me, but like <laughs> like 10 people left. And I was talking to my friend who does a lot of stuff on Instagram. And she was like, look, anytime I post anything, I bleed followers. Like <laughs> they, it's just, you just have to completely be unattached from that. But it's difficult to not take it like slightly personally. And also some of those people might be like, actually, I hate you. You're a stupid fuck face. And that's fine, actually. That also doesn't really matter. Ah, look at you. You're growing up into such a good little Peter. (laughs) I'm just like, that's okay. That's, you know, that'll happen. Some people won't like you. I mean, Amanda Palmer is commonly known as the most hated woman on the internet. Really? What about Lena Dunham? Okay, maybe she's taking over from Amanda Palmer. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't have a personality and not have people hate you. Like, those two things are inevitably intertwined. Yeah, I'm just such a sensitive person. So, in the last year, I have moved countries. And... No, wait, no, wait, no, wait, listen. So, what about you? What's happened in the last year? Well, actually, uh, I want to get you to summarize it. What what has changed in my life in the last year? I'm just curious as to what you'll say. <clears throat> so, you traveled a lot around Australia, and then you traveled a lot to a lot of different places, like the United Arab Emirates and Japan and England. And then you went to Canada. You tried to get into America. They wouldn't let you in, so you stayed in Canada. You fell in love with Lucy then you got a new girlfriend and you launched two Kickstarters, both made like $90,000. You quit being an erotica author. Um, you moved a lot. I mean, just let's just say a lot. <laughs> and you became a better person. Yeah, I think, I think I became a better person. I like to think that every year I've become a better person. A bit more like me. Well, no, I, I became a better person and... Unrelated to that, became a bit more like you. What? Those things are completely <laughs> related. <laughs> so this podcast has been really big for me on a personal level because, like, it has made me revisit a lot about who I am and, and re-explore that kind of stuff, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but I don't think that it can hold a candle to the two biggest events of my life, which were meeting Lucy and the Kickstarters. Oh, really? What about that time that? I sent you a really cute selfie. The three biggest events of my life this year. Okay, thank you. Which thank were you. the Kickstarters, Lucy, and that really cute selfie coming in at number one. It was pretty cute. <laughs> Ignoring the fact that you don't even count as a thing that you do, what impact has the podcast had on your life? Like, how, how has it changed your existence? Um, I have less time to do other things. That's good. That, that's very positive. Because <laughs> the other things you did were awful. Like, you spent hours on just abusing minorities and picketing abortion clinics just like i'm really glad that this takes up that time yeah i'm i'm actually you know in hindsight i think that it's good that i've <laughs> i've traded 
heroin so much heroin I think that's the first time that i've like i've i've actually gone along with one of your jokes like that well that is something that has changed in this year due to the podcast it's an unfortunate outcome but we'll have to live with it has it increased your profile like your your internet fame yeah yeah i think so I mean, I have more people randomly coming up to me and being like, I listened to your podcast <laughs> before I had a podcast. <laughs> people didn't do that so much. That's weird. Yeah. It's sometimes funny because I don't know, like, I have some idea of how many people listen, but have no idea who. And all you can get from podcast stats is how many downloads. And so you really don't know how many people listen and, and who they are. So sometimes it can feel like this thing that sort of happens in a vacuum, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I get that a lot because most of our listenership is in Melbourne. And so like, I don't ever get recognized for the podcast. I get recognized for board games over here a lot more, as in at all. Whereas I've never been recognized for like, oh, you're the guy for the podcast. Because I'm, I'm not famous in board games, but I'm very distinctive in board games. And so I've had like total, maybe three or four people come up and be like, hey, uh, I, I backed Scuttle or I backed Dracula's Feast. Congrats. And I'm like, thank you. That's all. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and so for, for me, it's, it's very much in a vacuum because except for the fact that we get emails, literally no one could be listening to this and it wouldn't affect my life. If no one listened to it, though, I don't know about you, I, I probably wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah, it would be. I mean... I, I want to agree with that, but I do a podcast with my little brother that no one listens to, and we keep doing it. <laughs> That's a pretty good point. We get 0.3% of the downloads that this podcast gets. 0.3? Yes. Not even a percentage point. Wow. 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 Is that like half a person? Like, Wait, hang on. Let me do the math. We get 3%... Of the download of the listeners that this gets. Okay, that's that's really different. <laughs> the question was, how has it changed my personal life? Is that what you asked me? How has it changed your life? Like, ignoring the Patreon, ignoring the fact that people walked up to you on the street. Has this changed you as a person? I think that... I think that it's made me more confident. Like, I remember in, I think, a few podcasts ago, I said... I said that I was selfish and you're like, wow, you never would have said that in the beginning. And I was like, yeah, I really wouldn't have. <laughs> so I think it's made me more confident, particularly if I probably if I listen back to some of the early episodes, I think I would maybe sound a bit different. But there's something else I was going to say. I think doing the podcast has made me think a lot more about the kinds of conversations we have in public and who we're responsible for. Like, one of the most frustrating things about you, Peter, <laughs> is that I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> and it's really annoying. In what sense? Like, you are sometimes hard to convince of things. And that's just made me think a lot about, like, you know, how how much am I personally responsible for you? Not Not at all. Yeah, I mean... I suppose I'm going more in that direction, but that's not how I felt before. I think I'm... Uh, I want to say I'm easy to convince of things if you can convince me, which is such a tautological statement that is basically meaningless. That is a meaningless statement. I don't, I don't think I'm stubborn. Mm. 
I don't think that I hold on to stuff just to hold on to it. I hold on to it because I believe it's right. If you convince me that it's not right, I will and have changed my mind about things. Like, I'm 100% open to being convinced, which is, when I hear, I can't get you to do things, I think stubborn. No, no, no. I mean, like, I can't get you to do things in the way that I can't make anyone do anything. So, okay, so you're, you're talking about me as a human rather than me as specifically Peter. You as a human who I disagree with about stuff. Like what? <laughs> like the, just all the disagreements that we've had on this podcast and being like, oh my God. And then being like, how responsible am I for you and your opinions? Okay, so that, that, that's, that's new to you is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I remember the, the very exact moment when I realized that in friendships, you could have fights and you could be pissed off at each other and you could work on it and then still be friends. And I'm embarrassed to say that I was probably 23, 22 when I made that discovery. You're welcome to be embarrassed about that, but every, everyone learns things for the first time at some point. Yeah, totally. But I had done that in like romantic relationships. I just didn't realize you could do that in friendships as well. Right. It's it's just it's just slightly different doing it in public, is all. That makes sense. I, I think the biggest change in this podcast for me has been like listening to myself arguing and, and realizing I don't like that person, uh, which we've done an episode about, so I won't go into. But I think that I think that was the real the big change for me from from doing this on a on a personal introspective level. I think for me, I just I've never done a project that has required so much invisible emotional labor from me in an ongoing way. There's visible emotional labor, which happens on the podcast. Yeah. But then there's a lot of emotions that happen around the podcast that don't get seen. And that's fine. That's not so much a criticism, but it's really made me aware of that and made me think about how I do work. Yeah. And how I arrange my life in a way so that I can function. Because there have been weeks this year where, like, Particularly some stuff went down in July and I just lost like a month of my life to stressing and crying. Around the podcast. <laughs> Around the podcast. While still having to record weekly episodes without being able to talk about it. Yeah, while still, yeah, outputting content. And <laughs> that was really fucked up hard. And I think that was one of the things that made me go, I think I need to get, I need to get paid somehow for stuff or not paid but i need to find a way that this is sustainable yeah this is okay i have a question for you are there any podcasts that you have listened to more episodes than we have recorded so far probably reply all and this american life and planet money and if invisibilia had that many episodes i would have listened to them all I think the only answer for me, yeah, I think only Harmontown. I'm up to, nope, I'm up to episode 47 of Harmontown. So yeah, we have recorded more episodes of this than I've ever listened to episodes of a podcast. Nope, worst idea of all time. I've listened to 67 episodes of worst idea of all time. Does that make us shit people? No, no, not at all. There's many things that make us shit people. That's just an irrelevant fact. <laughs> what, are the, what are the three top things that make us shit people? Your hairdo. Your breath. What? And your hypocrisy about 
Saying, saying the sexes are equal while having exclusively female sex slaves locked up in your basement. Yeah, that is an oversight. Isn't it? <laughs> it would be okay if you had sex slaves of both genders, but as it is, outrageous hypocrisy. Yeah. So, uh, the obvious one that neither of us mentioned, the biggest change in our lives as a result of doing this podcast, is that you and I are so much closer than we were a year ago. Oh, yeah! Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yes, we are. We are probably as close as we ever were while dating, if you ignore sex. Like, if you don't, if you don't count sexual closeness or sexual intimacy. We weren't really that close sexually, you know? We, we had sex. <laughs> Twice. It was good one of the times. Yeah! It was okay one of the times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose I see this as more intimate, but maybe that's because I see myself as a really, like, almost a completely different person. Yeah, I think we're both much better at, at being honest now than we were when we were in a relationship and possibly better at intimacy. Oh, okay. Can I ask you a question that you won't want to answer or you won't answer? Yeah, you can give it a go. Who? I like your attitude. Do you think... Can do attitude. You are more close slash intimate with me or your boyfriend? That is a question I don't want to answer. I thought so. Um, <laughs> I called that. Uh, yeah, so... I, I definitely think that we're intimate in different ways. So we definitely have more of a kind of producer type relationship. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. But my partner is just, is, it's so funny. I'm looking at a photo of him right now. <laughs> like right in front of the microphone, in front of the sightline is a picture of him that I think is his passport. It's his international driving permit <laughs> that I have sitting that I have sitting on top of my speaker <laughs> and we're like yeah no I, I'm much more intimate with my partner even if you took sex out of the equation I I'm much more intimate with my partner like particularly we talk like we're really intimate we're professionally intimate well I mean even last week we were going to record an episode and I just had a big freak out you were like, hey, do you want to just, like, go on Skype together? So we went on Skype and we're just sort of both doing work but also chatting at the same time, which is the thing we do every now and then, which is really, really nice. And it's also really intimate. But, like, yeah, I said, my, you know, my partner sees a different side of me where I'm, like, really, uh, really self-explorative and, like, hand over the very fragile chips to for him to look at in a way that I don't do with you. I think potentially because we have a really different, we have quite different ways of being in the world. Yeah. If that makes sense. We have different approaches towards self-exploration and growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm more of a handle with care (laughs) sort of, sort of package. Um, And my relationship with my partner, yeah, I, I really love it. I've never been able to be quite that, you know, quite that emotionally vulnerable and sensitive and self-reflective with someone else who is kind of similar, if that makes sense. You're both very gentle souls. Yeah. Yeah, we're sort of gentle souls. Except for when he's being an asshole and then he's an asshole. (laughs) So 
Uh, cool. I, I expected that to be the answer, but I wasn't sure if, if it definitely would be. I, I, am, I am more intimate with Lucy than I am with you, uh, I'm sorry to say. Ouch. That hurts a lot. So, yeah, it's, it's been a big old year of podcast. Big old year of big old podcast. So, my last question for the episode is, where do you see this podcast going in the next year, in 2017? To the moon and back if you be, uh, if you be my baby. Is that your final answer? Well, look, I like to be optimistic and I'm really excited about the possibility of intergalactic space travel. <laughs> okay, first so... of all, you clearly don't know what intergalactic means. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it means, are you ready for this? Between galaxies. Now, I don't know how much you know about the moon's location. <laughs> Actually, in this galaxy, not only in this galaxy, in this solar system, not only in this solar system, within Earth's orbit. Sure. So intergalactic, very appropriate. That's what, that's what I got from what you said. <laughs> I don't know because I'm still convinced that this is not a thing that I do. So <laughs> it's just a thing that happens to me. In my life. So I think that... That's how you used to describe dating me. (laughs) I'm not sure that that is how I describe dating you. (laughs) So I feel as though it's something I have no control over, even though I very obviously do. (laughs) But I I mean, I don't know if we've talked about it, but we've, we've been talking about doing a Kickstarter next year. Yeah, so early early next year, like probably within two months of this episode going live we, we want to do a kickstarter because we really want to do a live episode or a series of live episodes at the melbourne fringe this year which normally we wouldn't need a kickstarter to do however i am inconveniently located on the other side of the planet so we've been talking about running a kickstarter to raise funds to a get me to australia so we can do this and b like properly record the whole thing so that even if you're not able to be there for the live thing you can still listen to it and so yeah that that we need to work out exactly when that's going to go ahead, if it goes ahead. But uh, that, that, that's a cool thing that I'm really excited about doing. A, a doing a Kickstarter, because I just like doing Kickstarters. I think they're very fun. And B, doing a live version of this show in Melbourne would be just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I think that that's, that sounds fun. Nice work. Uh, well, the thing about a Kickstarter too is that it's a really good way of gauging interest. So rather than like doing a live show and selling no tickets. If we do the Kickstarter and we can't fund, and the funding goal would just be enough to get me to Australia and back and enough to record it, which is actually not that much. But yeah, if if we can't fund that, there's clearly not demand for a live show. So we haven't wasted months and months putting it together. (laughs) I like that. I'm terrified of public failure. So even if it doesn't work, that will be a nice lesson. I will learn that I will live after, after it. After failure. After failure. There's two big things that I want to do on the podcast this coming year. Oh. 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 What what do you think it is? Mm. I think we're talking about the same thing. I'll just have my ideas in my head and you say your thing and then I'll tell you if it's the same thing. So one thing that I want to do this year is increase our listenership. Because a surprisingly small number of people listen to this show. And we're very grateful to everyone who does listen. But we have friends who do podcasts and they have like two, three, four, five times the audience that we do. Do we? 
I didn't know this. <laughs> we have we have a very very engaged audience, and I love it. And I think that everyone who listens to this is great. I do it mostly, you know, just for me. But it's good that people listen to it also. But I would like to increase that because I don't know I was talking to a friend of mine who does a, a sensational podcast, really good. They never get fan mail, and they have four to five thousand listeners every episode. And I'm just like, man, I think I think we do a good podcast. People seem to like it. Maybe we should try to get people to listen to it. Yeah, the podcast, again, it's not something that I do. It's a a way of life. I can't even have a judgment on whether it's any good. And so we've been talking about various ways of potentially getting people to listen to it. Uh, The Kickstarter might help with that. It might do nothing. I don't know. We say this at the end of every episode, but do tell your friends. Um, Do tell your friends to listen to the podcast uh, because currently a, a small number of people do, which is surprising and kind of flattering that they're so engaged. But See, that's not how I feel about it. For podcasts, especially for a podcast that's been going for a full year, we have a very small audience. Huh. <laughs> and the second thing I want to do on the podcast this year is talk about our breakup. Oh, no. You knew this was coming. <laughs> I've been worrying about that for the past, like, week. Why the past week? Being like, how is this conversation going to go? Why the last week? Because we've been um, we've been talking to the ABC about doing an interview with them, and it would go live in November. Yeah, no, 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 but but they were like, yeah, we haven't talked about our breakup yet. We could talk about it on this thing, but we want to release talking about it on the podcast first. And oh, yeah. So the way that I envision us doing it is, first of all, we make a list of all the topics we want to discuss before we discuss the breakup. We make sure we've done those episodes. And then we set aside a day, we start recording the breakup episode, and we don't, like, try to stop at 45 minutes. (laughs) We just go. This might be, like, a five-episode recording. Yeah, and maybe that's what it needs to be in order to to get the story out. But uh, that's maybe it'll be over in 20 minutes. (laughs) But, yeah, that's the second thing I want to do with this podcast. Over the next year, is oh, discuss our breakup. Jesus Christ. It's it's probably Fuck. the most common question. I realized uh, that earlier on I said that I never get people coming up and talk to me about, like, I listen to your podcast. I do get a lot of people discussing that with me who I already know, and especially a lot of people who I kind of know tangentially. So, like, partners of friends or people I've hung out with twice or, or you know, pe- people who have been in my life and I've spent time in the same room with but I wouldn't call this like you know I, I don't know a lot about them and they don't know a lot about me I have multiple friends like that who have listened to the entire run of the podcast so when I next see them they're like hey Peter how's this and this and this <laughs> and that's, that's really that's really interesting uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap up oh you're just freaking out about the breakup discussion aren't you yeah 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 yes yes I am <laughs> <laughs> So this has been a sort of self-indulgent episode. We were like, we've been going for a year. Let's do something self-indulgent. I mean, in a sense, every episode of this show is self-indulgent because it's just you and I talking about ourselves for an hour once a week. Yeah. But this one has been particularly self-indulgent. I was actually thinking before, so I train in this model of for mental health workers and we do this thing called co-reflection. It used to be called co-supervision. And we talk about how co-reflection is actually not about like, what did you do or what did you do and how do we get this something to work? Co- co-reflection is more just like people coming together in, t- in a group to self-reflect in the company of others. And I was like, that is kind of what this podcast <laughs> is. 
so this has been a reasonably self-indulgent episode. I am excited to announce that next week will possibly be even more self-indulgent. <laughs> Particularly from your side. And it'll be the first episode of the podcast that doesn't have SJ on it. Which everyone who's not a fan of SJ will be really excited about. Just don't tell me that. I assume you're kidding. Like, there is no one who wants to listen to an episode of this without you. But we're doing it next week. <laughs> Look, I gotta say, I think there's at least one person. You're talking about me? Two people. <laughs> uh, so next week, we've spoken in the past about this piece of angry email that I got. Uh, hate mail, one could dub it. And earlier this week, I sat down with the person who wrote that email and we recorded an episode of the podcast. And I thought it was really interesting. And so we're putting it up as a main episode. Have you listened to it yet? No. Are you excited? I may never listen to it. I guess if it doesn't have a view on it, what's the point? Yeah, why would I? <laughs> so if you want to know more about the person who sent me hate mail, look forward to that. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I would listen to that episode. Well, there we go. That's all from us. This- oh, no, it's not. Because we have... An outro! An outro! After being subjected to SJ and I doing outros, we got a whole barrage <laughs> of new ones. Everyone was like, no, make it stop! We have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six new outros, including one. Okay, here's a little, here's a little sneak preview. From Alice, who is the lady who is doing next week's episode with me. It's a little sneak preview. Thanks for listening to Being Honest with My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, or at least SJ's beautiful voice and Peter's controversial tone, subscribe <laughs> to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. Peter is definitely not my favorite son, but I'm sure that SJ is made out of unicorn dust and magic. <laughs> <laughs> I was really expecting her to say, Peter is not my favorite son, but he is a massive cunt. <laughs> That's all next week's episode is. It's just a full hour of Alice calling me a cunt. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> Against. Intrigued. I want to listen to it. <laughs> That's all from us. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being with us for the year. Yeah. Tell your friends about the show. And if you have listened, if when this episode goes live or when you listen to this, you've listened to every other episode, let us know. Because I'm really genuinely curious about how many people have listened to all of them, how many people have dipped in and out. Contact at beinghonestwithmax.com. And we will talk to you. Well, I will talk to you next week. And SJ is having a week off. Yeah. And thanks again for people who listen to this. And I I don't know if I've talked about this much or at all on the podcast, but it's something I genuinely believe. I think that it's really important to be a a good fan of things. Um, And I think that I came across this idea from doing a year of this podcast that just happens to me in my life <laughs> because this podcast would not exist without the people who email us and without the people who listen to it. And especially and, without the people who support us on Patreon. Yeah. And especially without the people who support us on Patreon. And I was just like, it, and I think that's one of the big things I've learned this year is how things get made, how the sausage gets made and this sausage specifically gets made by you, the listener, listening right now. And that's kind of a, to me, I think that's a really important role. So what I, one thing that I've really learned this year is to contact the artists that I love and the artists whose work I really admire and who inspire me and support them on Patreon. I now support a few people on Patreon. And also just 
send you know send share, them share their work and, and let share them know their work what they mean. and let them know that they mean a lot because I think oftentimes you can be like yeah does this thing matter who gives a fuck and it, like those emails and people sharing your stuff is the fuel that makes things happen. That and the blood of the two sex slaves that you have in your basement. I mean, look, that plays a part, but mostly, <laughs> mostly it's the emails. <laughs> uh, thank you, SJ. I'm, 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 I said to you right before we started recording, I'm just so excited to talk to you every week. I love it. I really, really love talking to you on a weekly basis. See, I like talking to you and then I hate re-listening to our conversations because <laughs> I'm almost constantly afraid that I'll say something stupid. So, but the talking to you bit is nice. <laughs> so thank you for doing and that. I'll talk to you in two weeks' time because next week I'm talking to Alice. Yeah. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you too. Bye. You did it! You did it, SJ! You Shut up! Don't tell anyone! Don't make a big deal out of it! It's not it's just a thing that happened! It's not a big deal! Once a year. Once a year, she says it. When we get to our 104th episode, I'll say it again. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye.